Mixed Media Gaming. Welcome back to uh, Mixed Media Podcast. Uh, we just finished with one segment uh, that was an interview um, with uh, two composers, um, and that was a Ben segment. So that was very interesting. So if you missed out on that part, you can uh, check out the recording whenever it's posted. <laughs> um, for now, I'll be talking about uh, Steam Profit, which is a game of sorts, and I'll uh, I'll explain that. Let me pull up my notes on this. Oh, I closed it. Oh no. Yeah. So uh, you know, a while ago I was on uh, I think I was on Reddit. I can't remember where I found this. I think Reddit, and I stumbled upon a link to an article called "What I Learned Playing Steam Profit." Uh, I'll post the link later. But um, it's written by uh, someone named Lars Doucette, who has made a number of video game articles. And uh, he explains this concept of Steam Profit. Um, also, it's not worth mentioning that this guy also created a website called GameDataCrunch.com, which is a pretty useful resource for uh, sort of figuring out certain market trends within the video game industry. So in, a, in the article, some interesting statistics were covered, um, but that's not the point of this. Um, <laughs> uh, and this game was explained that he calls Steam Profit. So it's a game that he made himself, and the goal is to sort of create a portfolio of five games releasing in the next week that will perform the best after the best after sorry the best a month after release sort of with some caveats um and we're only looking at steam uh for simplicity sake simplicity's sake i can't speak today and i'll get to how who who uh how like how well the game performs how that's measured so essentially after a month each game is awarded uh steam points based on its performance. So the equation is uh, you take the, um, the estimated lower bound of players currently playing the game, you multiply, the, multiply by the uh, price of the game, uh, the lowest price the game has ever been within the one month interval, uh, and you round down to the nearest 1,000. I'm not gonna get into why that is the equation for Steam points, but just think the better the game does, the more Steam points it gets. In general, usually it's a rough estimation um, because you know Steam doesn't release data on how many copies a game sells and stuff like that. So you have to sort of try to guess it. And uh, this is sort of this, this this equation, Steam points, represents essentially the uh, the the lower bound of money that that the game could have made essentially. So if you suddenly get say a thousand Steam points, you can be reasonably certain. I think he says like ninety eight percent certainty or ninety six percent certainty that the game made over a thousand dollars. May have made well over a thousand dollars, but at least we know at least it made a thousand dollars. Probably. So this is used, you know, it could be used on, uh, you know, to get better at guessing whether games will perform well or not. And, you know, this is useful for one, it forces you to perform market research, figure out what works, what doesn't work. Um, you know, you can look at, you can examine the common trends, um, maybe in the certain time periods that you see that certain games are getting a lot of Steam points all of a sudden. And it's like, why? Well, maybe uh, cer- certain uh, aspects of them are similar enough and uh, you sort of learn. You learn what works and what doesn't work. Um, this is most mostly a marketing thing. It's not necessarily, uh, oh, let's see, you know, uh, what game has the best game design because, well, as we know, game design doesn't necessarily sell copies. Um, that is definitely a good, big portion of the equation, but a lot of it is certainly marketing because you don't market your game. Then, I mean, you can have the best game design in the world, but uh, you know, nothing much is going to come out of it. So uh, yeah, that's essentially the uh, concept of uh, Steam Profit. So. Uh, this 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 uh, Steam Profit used to have a website. Um, the the creator um, of that article made a website called SteamProfit.com. Well, unfortunately, it seems to be taken down. 
it's referenced in the article, but the article is posted like 4.5-ish years ago. So it's, I guess, um, I don't know, maybe it wasn't all too popular and uh, maybe the domain costs a decent amount of money. So you just, <laughs> you just got rid of it. But uh, unfortunately, you can't find it anymore. But I believe you used to be able to sort of create um, groups that you can compete amongst people to see who will be the best at predicting uh, you know, which games in your portfolio will have the most team points. Um, so I wanted to do an attempt at this about a week ago, um, but unfortunately I couldn't find a convenient way to find games that came out within a week because the only games you're allowed to add to your portfolio are games that were released uh, within a week of you starting playing, essentially. You know, I assume the way he, the, the creator of the article did it, was just simply by going to Steam's like upcoming releases uh, page, which they have and still have, and you know, just went down the list and just looked at, oh, which which of these you know five look like the best, most likely to make you know the most money. But unfortunately, you know, I was four point five years ago, and uh, there are a lot more games coming out <laughs> uh, nowadays versus four point five years ago, so I can't actually skim through them. Oh, uh, one other thing. Uh, it's worth mentioning. One of the rules is that it must be an indie game. I don't know why. He did not explain why, as far as I can tell. But my guess is because games that are of are made by development studios of a reasonably large scale tend to be more susceptible to very un- unpredictable forces. Sort of where uh, take something like Battlefield 2042, which made a lot of money, but it wasn't as profitable as was expected, their, the, their reviews were a lot worse than you would expect from a Battlefield game. I mean, uh, you know, this is, this is pretty common within the, the, the AAA space, and not even just AAA, but, you know, greater than indie game dev uh, space, is that um, a, lot of, a lot of games that are very popular, I, my guess is that a lot of it is um, almost mass hysteria in a way, right? It's like you have a, reason, you have a large population of people saying one thing, and everyone starts saying the same thing. Right. I mean, is Battlefield 2042 more glitchy than Battlefield 4? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Battlefield 4 was pretty bad upon launch in terms of glitchiness, but I don't think that received as bad as a negative reception. So I think I, my guess as to why uh, why the uh, creator decided to remove non-indie games from this list, so only indie games. So I checked um, when I tried to essentially start doing a Steam Profit thing about a week ago. I think I think. Uh, I saw that on their upcoming releases tab, about 3,800 games were coming out. That is way too many for me to look through, obviously. And Steam does not have any simple way of filtering by date. So there's no, like, you know, within one week, because that's exactly what I needed. There's no, like, within one week thing. It's like some games just say 2022, but don't say when. I looked for websites that did that, that have, you know, because there are a lot of websites that essentially just data scrape Steam and stuff like that, but I couldn't find one like that. So I was like, oh, I'm just kind of create my own. It's not that complicated. Just to uh, um, create a bot, essentially, that goes on the Steam upcoming releases page and find, or, you know, gives me all the names of all the games that are coming out within a week. Uh, unfortunately, as with all programming, programming projects, it is a lot more complicated than I originally thought it was. The reason being is that on the Steam upcoming releases page, you know, it has the title of the game, and you know, to the right of it, it has the the date that the game will come out, the the estimated date. That you know, that's fine. It's enough data, right? The problem is the date isn't in a standardized form. So what I mean is sometimes the date is in a different language. If the if the if the game is coming out in a you know country that whose native language is not in English, so my program have to filter through all that garbage essentially and deal with that. Is also not standardized like the formatting of the date. 
So some things might say, oh, the game's coming out on, say it was like today, it'd be like 1 slash 7 slash 22. Some will say January 7th, 2022. Some will say 7 January 2022. And having my bot, you know, like decipher what the date actually means is that within a week that is kind of painful <laughs> so uh i have not completed the bot yet to this date and uh I, I don't know i am i am fairly certain i can do it by well you know you can do simple things like okay i just ignore games that are not not made uh, that are made outside of a non-english speaking country right i think that ends up working out all right because Oh, I was supposed to say, I guess not necessarily true, but it works out because uh, it's still a large amount of games to, to pull from anyways, so that's okay. The formatting is the more tricky part, and um, I think for the most part, you know, it's easy to, all the games on the upcoming releases tab are pretty much 2022, easy enough to disregard that piece of information uh, and just look at what are the other two numbers or the word and the number or whatever and figure it out based on that. Um, that's not the worst thing in the world. So that, that's what I'll be doing for, I don't know, the next week or something like that. The idea was that I'd be able to, so the, the performance is, is uh, checked at over a month's period in time uh, after you make the predictions. I was planning on uh, ma- you know, making the next time I do a topic segment on this podcast be like, oh, look at my results. I'm a bit late to that. So I think I'm going to just shorten it from a month to like three weeks or whatever. Uh, and that way I'll be able to do, still do that uh, on time. Something else? Oh, yeah, what I'll be looking for um in games when i'm uh when i'm judging how well i think they'll do so i have a very very strong feeling i'm going to perform absolutely poorly at predicting the uh, top my best games at the start at least i guess that's the kind of the point right to uh to to get better at this kind of thing um but things i'll be looking at are things like trailers so the article actually points out that trailers are very important and i agree it is the first impression for the most part um it's the first significant impression um, or sorry, I should say the first long form <laughs> uh, impression your game will have on a person. Uh, you know, I guess the truly first impression would be like the thumbnail of the game or whatever. But uh, yeah, the first long form uh, impression will be the trailer. Uh, it hopefully shows off gameplay. If not, you know, you can still be, judge it based off of how well they presented some animation, I guess. <laughs> um, show, uh, and it'll you know, show whether the developers are willing to put work in to make something that's you know, of value because, you know, if you, if you want to, if you look at some game, you see the trailer is like poorly made, like there's some weird things going on in the trailer um, that, you know, could have easily been fixed. You can probably make assumptions about the games. Like, you know, what if their work ethic is just like that for the entire thing, right? That may not be the case. They may just have slacked off on the trailer, but I think, you know, it's at least, at least a, a somewhat indicative of what the quality of the game is likely to be. Um, aside from trailers, you can look at the type of game. So, a lot with this so uh some genres have a bigger audience than other games um casual games tend to pretty much always have larger audiences than competitive ones uh you know with some that does that has to say that they're not competitive games that have larger audience uh, larger you know player bases than uh some casual games that is for sure the case you know if you have a really bad casual game and a really good competitive game you know <laughs> it's just what's gonna happen some genres are hard to pull off well than others so you know if you're making like in FPS, I mean, the 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 formula is pretty simple. <laughs> I don't know if you're making like some MMORPG, I think that's a bit more tough for you. And uh, yeah, and some genres I would uh, mostly rule out, out of my list. You know, I don't like to judge games based on genre, but like if you're making like a like a platform game, it's like a puzzle, like a, like a puzzle platformer. It's like 
right, I've seen enough, bro. <laughs> I've seen enough of these. <laughs> I don't want to see another one. <laughs> I think I think that is a. Uh, uh, the general outlook of a lot of people too. So I, not that your game is necessarily bad because it's a puzzle platformer. I think it'll be disregarded by a lot of people. Say two D puzzle platformer, you are probably going to be ignored by people. Yeah, you know, there are obviously uh, cases where you know that are um, what do you call them uh, outliers, right? Like Celeste, which uh, won Indie Game of the Year that one time. It was nominated for Game of the Year, right? I think that you know I'm sure like one of these days. I'll be playing Steam Profit and a and, and a uh, and a two uh, D platform puzzler or sorry puzzle platformer will uh, will surpass will you know beat something in my portfolio. But for the most part, I think it's not the case. So <laughs> I will be uh, very skeptical whenever I see a puzzle platformer. Also, publicity. Uh, so like, do they have a social media presence? That's very important. Um, do they have a publisher? And I know people might be saying, oh, but I thought you were only looking at indie games, and if they have a publisher, it's not an indie game. I don't know, man. The Steam considers things that have publishers indie games sometimes. I think Developer Digital considers itself an indie game publisher, whatever that means. So uh, I, <laughs> I guess I will have to look out for publishers. Um, and it has a publisher. It was, if it's like Developer Digital, I mean, I'm probably going to put that on the list. I, that, that, is, that is a uh, pretty, pretty big deal <laughs> relative to the uh, rest of the other factors. Um, yeah, and likely if you, that's your publisher, Everything else has already come together. Right? Your trailer is probably looking pretty good, stuff like that. So, uh, yeah. Um, and I'll see if it's an established developer. So, have they made a game before? Did it have a good reception? Is it just shovelware? Stuff like that. And lastly, but certainly not least, what do I predict of the actual quality of the game in terms of like, I look at this. Does this look like something that's been designed well? Um, so, it looks like it's fun to play. That's obviously, you know, the most important part of the game. And uh, yeah, that's uh, pretty much all I have to say about this topic. I, uh, was kind of blazing through <laughs> because it's already 8 30. <laughs> I was speaking very fast, but uh, I did manage to cover everything that I uh, meant to cover. And then, Wait, but uh, did you actually have actual picks yet? Or, or did that? No, no. The issue is that, like, there's so many games. The article was made four and a half years ago. And since then, wow. there's so many more games being put on Steam. So I said there are like 3,800 new uh, games on the upcoming Steam release thing. But there's no date, date filter. So I, like, I have to sort through them all, which leads me to make a bot to do it. But the, it's dumb, so I can't do that easily. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I think I get it now. <laughs> Sweet. Will you post uh, post on Discord or something like that whenever? You... So when I get my picks, yeah, I'll post on. I can post on Discord, and then uh, the next time I do a topic segment, I can discuss how it turned out. Sweet. I accidentally misspelled picks in the uh, <laughs> in the um, artwork for this episode. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it sounds. It's oh, just like, is, you're you're too much of a a, a camera person. <laughs> exactly. And uh, with that, I will be going to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs>